Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. Yes, Charlie was in for Andy this afternoon. He will be tomorrow as well. We have many fine guests, many of which you won't hear, but you will hear... A couple of them who were great. They were, uh, one was Paul Balus. Yes. Who is... Tell uh, us about Pep. Um, he had an incredible access to they Pep did, Guardiola. They did. Great access to Pep, as you will discover. Um, quite an interesting take on where he thinks he'll go after City. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, filed, he said, didn't he? He wants the Morecambe job. He does. He wants now Jim's Suddenly left. available after 17 yeah, years. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be a challenge. <laughs> it would be. I'd Bo- watch the Amazon of Prime two. documentary oh, on Pep at Morecambe. Um, <laughs> also, uh, we spoke to Carol Bates. She is shortlisted she for the Vitality Grassroots Sportswoman of the Year. She's got a great story. A good thing she's doing there. It certainly me. is. So you'll hear from her. We had a bit of a chat about various things, Ooh, didn't we? Dung, horse uh, dung, will that make it in? Yeah, a quiz show we came up with. <laughs> we spoke about marmosets. We did. Uh, Charlie's got a gag off the back of that. A lovely one, wasn't it? And all sorts. Here it is. It is eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Differing fortunes for our two football teams this weekend. Yes, I watched your your team play last night. Yes, that's it's like right. A, it's like a cup match, wasn't it? Keeper having a great game. Uh, keeper, I thought they were going to the keep cup. a minute. <laughs> yeah, out of the cup. Right. Yeah, two one defeat. Definite uh, penalty, wasn't it, Paul? Definite penalty. Doesn't look well. I mean, uh, Jordan Henderson made the point that um, that uh, Eric Lamella got a very similar one a couple of seasons back, uh, and he did. But I think Matt Letizia was saying at the time all the Liverpool fans at that point felt it wasn't a penalty, oh. but that one apparently was. I think, but it I think it. Cast iron to me, yeah. With oh, good old Serge Aurier. Yeah, um, it could have been 5-1 without Gazaniga at half-time. So maybe the, the 2-1 doesn't tell the full story. Some beautiful saves. Some, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he came up at the end. I like that when a goalkeeper goes up. Yeah, That's good, isn't it? Fantastic if he caps it with an equaliser. <laughs> we see we have a lot of players there that, uh, that don't look like they're completely uh, up for it. Yeah, um, you, you were saying that um, before the show. You were saying yeah. to me that you just thought they few looking for a move, few looking not to get injured. Well, I mean, I think... We we kind of know that a few want out but Poch when he first came in he was quite ruthless and he doesn't seem to be showing maybe he's got the stomach to be that ruthless again he didn't like the look of Cabor 
Kapoo or one or two other players, yeah. and he had them out. So, you know, you'd look at the situation there and think, do I necessarily want to keep playing players that maybe aren't quite as motivated as they uh, should be? I thought we sounded a bit bored in the press but Is conference. that the thing with the team, Paul? Has he been allowed to churn over that team? He's, no, he hasn't. He's no, not, not been allowed. I'm, you know, not, it I'm seems not blaming him. I saw, I saw well, some highlights the other day from about 20, 2015. It's all, it all seems to be the same players. And, and he doesn't seem to be able to bring in new players, yeah. churn it over, refresh the team, which every single team needs, you know. I'm, 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 I'm slightly blaming him. He's not blameless because not, not everything has been perfect. And I thought he was a bit slow to make the changes yesterday. And you saw the difference bringing in Dombele and maybe yeah. to a lesser extent LaCelso on. It did make a big difference. He could have done that 10 minutes earlier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's got that, that ruthlessness he had when he first came in. As I said, did sound a bit bored in the press conference. He keeps call, calling for the team to stick together, which is difficult when you've got four players uh, that want to leave the yeah. club. So I'd like to see him... I mean, players like Ben Davis just signed a five-year contract. And he may not be everybody's favourite, but at least he's committed yeah. uh, to so the player. team. So, player. yeah. I mean, I know LaCelso is a bit undercooked because he's been injured and, and Dombele's still finding his feet but I'd say either of them is better than a semi-motivated Ericsson and God bless Deli Ali he is trying but you know, he, should you keep exposing him to uh, a Premier League start when he's so off the boil he's playing if, so bad. if he is coming back from a long he's had a lot of injuries isn't he and he's, he's, short, a, very, he's, he's, only, a, he's only 23 he's had a few injuries he's only 23 I mean, he's had a lot yeah, of injuries he's not, you had know. Mul- he's not had multiple fractures he's had a few niggly injuries that, that, that has set him back but I, I, think, mean, I, I think he's class I think he's no, absolute he, class and, he is. and if, you know. if suddenly he was available he'd, he'd go to any club in the world but he needs to get his mojo back because it's not happening at the moment as all the boys on Sky were saying but uh, years ago I used to work for a gentleman's outfitters during the holidays and it was a chain and um, if you uh, if you were cutting up they they felt they couldn't sack you but they wanted to kind of ease you out in the old days before HR was a thing yeah, uh, they would send you to the Romford branch I've mentioned this (laughs) before because the bloke the bloke who ran the Romford branch it was like it was like a gulag (laughs) <laughs> so you think you'd be going there doing inside leg measurements and saying, what size are you, sir? 32 waist? I've got a trouser to go. But what he did, have you scrubbing the walls out the back, going oh, through right. stock rooms, and he'd force you out. So I think um, maybe the manager was having a go at Ericsson yesterday. Maybe it was his equivalent to the Romford branch, making him mark uh, Andy Robinson yesterday, <laughs> chasing up and down the right tunnel. Yeah, uh, channel, should I say. He's got some energy, that boy. So, uh, yeah, we need to get round to January, shake up the squad, let uh, Danny Rose get his dream move to Vicarage Rose. Vicarage Rose? Because... <laughs> That's what they'll call it. That's what the headline will be. Vicarage Rose from Vicarage Second. Road. Yeah, they call him Vicarage Rose. <laughs> One for the kids. And uh, yeah. with all the old turnover of players the Pozzos have from their satellite clubs, he's going to be on Google all the time, old Danny, <laughs> when he gets to Watford, definitely. And he was put to the sword yesterday. And it's understandable because yeah. he was up against uh, one of Britain's finest wingers, Jinky Jordan Henderson, oh, the Jimmy yes, Johnston good, of his what generation. A that was. Watford may be having second thoughts having watched him taken to the cleaners <laughs> by Jinky Jordan. Uh, he maybe, used to play that place. He used to play there though, didn't he? Yeah. For Sunderland. He, no, he did. When he signed he for Liverpool, first off, oh, yeah. he, but was, he, he was a winger not, and he used to go up and down. And You don't look up and think, oh, blimey, it's this guy having Pat Nevin up yeah. against me, is it? Um, well, I read a stat yesterday that, you know, everyone goes on about, oh, he's not that great. I think he, they've won, he's won no, I'm not, 14 I'm not, games, 14 out of 18 or something like that with, with Jordan Henderson in the team. I don't know? question him as a player, but I, I don't necessarily think he, you know, he's not the George Best of Liverpool, is <laughs> no, he? You wouldn't necessarily no. think they've that. They've got a few of those, haven't they? Uh, so maybe he can get his lifestyle change, Ericsson, head off, uh, even if it's for, for Manchester. 
Manchester, and there must be a mid-table Turkish side looking for the <laughs> comic talents of Sir Jory, you would think. There'll be someone, uh, maybe someone, will come someone in. in Izmir. It'll be a big hit in Izmir. So uh, we'll see. Anyway, we'll get yeah, Granite Xhaka in. What do you think? Slightly facetious. Well, we they could do with someone like Granite Xhaka. We need some churn, and we know our chairman is great at churn. So I fully expect in January we'll see off a few of these players that maybe aren't as, maybe as committed as others, yeah. and then we'll sign Ryan Nelson and Louis Saha on loan <laughs> because that's the way we roll. They should, sign this, they should sign that player VAR because he's stopping a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, he, he is. A lot of goals being ruled out because of him. Unbelievable. Can I salute the Barrow 76? You, ah, you, yes. your, your team Torquay beat Barrow 4-2 uh, at the weekend. Yeah. Went 1-0 down, Paul. 1-4-2. Always yeah. good, isn't it, when, you, when you're losing? But Barrow to Torquay, that, yeah. is, that is commitment. In weather, that, that could have suggested it could have been called off. So these yeah. the 76 people who left Barrow on a coach, they took a punt, didn't they? They, they didn't did. Take, they could have taken a punt. It was wet enough. The 76. Six trombones that that's came right. down that's from right. Barrow. It's a long way. I would say probably six hours, seven hours on a that's coach. Impressive. The Barrow team came down the night before. Do you think that but was this why is they you, put this... the game on? You think they felt yeah. they couldn't call it off because of the Barrow seventy-six? Well, Talking you know, not to bang on about them, but they did invest in their pitch in the in the summer and, yeah. and made it very well good draining, you know. And um, but this is the this is then the call. You get the call for regional football. Yeah. You know, in in the national league, as you go down, but I think that's crazy because we, you know, when we were in, when we were playing regional football, we were playing pe- people like Eastbourne. Takes six hours from yeah. Torquay to drive to Eastbourne. So, uh, where do you where do you draw the line? Up and down, east or west? What do you do? You well, know? let's so ask the crazy, listeners. You know? And if you, whether you're one of the Barrow seventy six, we salute you. Oh, but yeah. I always like these people that travel. If you were one of the Darlington the trip, seven yeah. or the Torquay twelve, but yeah. how many did you take away? Uh, maybe there was only two of you. You and your, your brother Steve. Talksport.com text eight ten eighty nine tweet tsh and j. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. We're talking City now, and you've probably noticed in many of your newspapers uh, a serialisation of a new book, Pep City, the making of a super team. Uh, some very interesting stuff in there. Got access all areas, really, around Pep and his players and oh, everybody at the club, really, from uh, top to bottom. And uh, it's written by uh, Lou Martin and Paul Ballus. And Paul joins us in the studio. Paul, good to see you. Happy to be here. Thank Thanks you for, for coming in. I mean, it is, it is great access uh, you've got here. And this is because you say you're, you yourself and your co-author know Pep. Uh, Lou Martin has, has known Pep since he was starting out as a player. So there's, there's a, a trust there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it comes from. It comes from the special relationship that Lou has built with Pep. They have a, a special bond. And when Lou came to, to, to England, that it was at the same moment that Pep came, came to Manchester, he... Uh, had the idea of wanting to write something about his journey here in the in the UK. Pep gave him the permission, and when he started realizing all the job that he had to do, he thought that he couldn't do it alone. Um, and he asked me to do it, and yeah, that's basically how we started on on this project. But yeah, we just can thank all the people at Man City for the open doors that they have let us. You're you're from Barcelona, but such is the interest in Pep. In this country, is that you, you live in Manchester now? Yeah, Certainly, yeah, yeah. all the time Pep's going to be there anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's my fourth, fifth season here, to be honest. And yeah, it's basically for the major impact that Pep had when he came here. Also, Mourinho came to Manchester, so it was like mm. a big moment for 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 a Spanish media to have someone uh, in Manchester. And it lasted till today. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I can complain. That's one of the stories. That I think one of the big stories of Pep's career in in the UK is that he came over and everyone expected to be. Pep v Mourinho, you yeah. know, and he's and it's actually been Pep v Klopp for, yeah. for for most of it. Yeah, yeah, and 
actually like the battle, if you can call it la like that, with Mourinho, uh, it never happened, and they even never met on the city uh, almost. So it was like a like a change of a script. But yeah, uh, mm. I think that the battle with Klopp probably is now at the same level of expectation that it was the Pep Mourinho uh, in Barcelona. It's like a great thing to see. There are two opposite managers, but bo but both of them doing like a good job. So it's right. One of, the, one of the stories that's been picked up uh, by the newspapers uh, has been the fact that it almost didn't happen. He couldn't find a suitable property in Manchester at first, him and the family. And it was uh, for a little while, they had to go over and kind of uh, go to Munich and kind of tell him, look, we'll get something sorted out because he, he, without that, he probably wouldn't have come. Well, uh, I wouldn't say it's just, it's just like that. It was probably just a way of expressing it. But yeah, uh, obviously, he, Pep, Pep has a family. Pep has three children, uh, just his wife, and he wanted like a house that was suitable for his lifestyle. Also in the city centre because he wanted to be there just to be able to go to the cinema, go to a theatre. is a thing that he enjoys just to switch off. Um, so yeah, City had to make it up because on the city centre at the at the moment there wasn't like these kind of things, but yeah, uh, they just made it happen. Yeah. They, uh, he's, he's lucky, isn't he, to an extent, but I mean, you know, it's by design as much as anything else. It's a great Barcelona support network at the club. He knows everybody, he trusts them, they trust him, unlike Munich where he had the kind of, the legends often mm. sort of sniping at him. He's got this support network here, everybody's kind of on side with what he's doing, so... That, he's very fortunate in that way, isn't he? Yeah, I think that probably, and I think that Pep knows it, he's probably in the best place in the world to work in football now for him. Um, because when he was at Munich, you, you told, so he was in a good club, but with a lot of lessons there that probably they had their egos and their opinions to which direction had to go the club. And in Barcelona, is a bit just like the same because there is like a lot of noise around the club. There are probably like 20, 30 executive in the board, everyone is looking for their interest. There's politics also in there, so it's difficult probably to work there. Here uh, in Manchester, Pep is surrounded by friends. Yeah. Just yeah. for a group of friends that they all are on the same page. Just when he looks at Chiqui, I mean, they have the same thoughts, just just having a look be mm. between them. And yeah, that's a really good thing for him. And that's why he signed like a five-year contract that would be like the longest yeah. uh term in a football club in his career. Do you think he'll see it through? I mean, he works with such intensity. It would, would there be anything that would make him walk away before that contract's up? It would surprise me uh, a lot to see him walking away be, before his contract ends. It would surprise me for, like, like a lot. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that he's going to stay this five-year uh, term. What's, what's, what would you feel and what would he say is his kind of greatest achievement so far at City? Is it? I mean, whether it's investing in one player, improving one player or what he's done at the club, is there one thing you think that stands out that he's proudest of? Yeah, I mean, he's really proud about the last two seasons. Um, but if I had to pick something up from his mind, I, I would say that one of the achievements that he's more proud of is the 100 season point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like probably for him, it was like an incredible uh, achievement. I think that he feels that it's a record that will stand for a lot, a lot, a lot of years because the Premier League, uh, I mean, it's not normal to have two teams that, that can do like 90 points per season. Um, so, yeah, he feels that is probably one of his biggest uh, achievements here. Yeah. Is the goal the Champions League now? That must be what, what he's looking for. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not just him, but in the whole club. Uh, I think that since the moment that Ferran Soriano and Chiqui Begir signed, they both came here, they already know that, okay, um, the, 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 the Premier League is really important for the English fans, but to become like a great, great club in history, you must win in the Champions League. And in the process that they are here, I think that's 
one of the final uh, stations that they want to reach. So yeah, and yeah. and Pep probably is the best man to to reach there. Uh, although the Champions League is a competition that is matter of luck sometimes. As, yeah, as yeah. We could see. Is there a frustration that in light of what's gone on with City and the City supporters and the Champions League and their feelings about it? So is there a frustration there? I mean, he said a few things recently, saying he wants the fans to buy into the Champions League because it's what him and the players and the club really want. Yeah, I think that he feels that well when when he arrived uh, in Manchester, the the attitude was on full for the Champions League games. So he feels that he has to build this kind of mentality. I think that he is doing it because in the last two games at the Etihad, the the stadium was was sold out. Hmm. Um, and I think that yeah, he's just trying to create this atmosphere just to. Um, make this stadium uh, ready for the big U- U- European nights. Mm-hmm. That I think that it's the step that they need to reach to go through on the on the competition. It's, yeah. it's a great book. You, 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 the access you've got is is, is really fantastic. I'm just looking at the the final chapter here about the phone call. Where he's just watched Liverpool beat Spurs in the sorry Paul. Yeah, beat Spurs in the, Happy in memories. the, in the Champions <laughs> League league final. And he and he and he goes to call. He, and he doesn't call um, uh, Jurgen Klopp. First, he, he, he gives uh, uh, Lee Nobes, head yeah. of physiotherapy, he's now at Liverpool and was at Man City, yeah, yeah, gives yeah. him a call and then and has a chat through it with him and then and then asks to speak to Klopp. So the access you've got has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as I told you before, I mean, we cannot complain because um, Pep has been great, but not just Pep, all his people as well, because we've spoken to all the staff and to uh, the vast majority uh, of the players, because one of the... Uh, theories that we had when we started doing this book is that okay, Pep is the genius here, and we think that he is, but he's a genius because he's working with the people that he is. Mm. So we wanted to explain like the full stories of of these people, of the people that that surrounds Pep, and that makes him be the man that he is. Mm. Where, where do you think finally, uh, Paul? You think he'd go next when he ultimately does leave City? Uh, what job would uh, appeal to him next? Do you think? I think that the place that he'll go next when he quits it is going to be like a really sunny island, really <laughs> sunny island, really sunny place where where he can play golf. Yeah, but after that, I think that the next step for him is a national team, for sure. Right. Really? Yeah, it's a national Already, team. Already, even though I mean, because you you think he, you know another big club job would be just a bit too much because of the intensity of the way he works. Yeah, and I think that he has experienced it in three countries when where he really wanted to do it. That well, Spain, Germany, and England. Um, do you think Italy appeals? Do you think something like the UV job were it to come up? Would that appeal? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't think that they were like real rumors. Um, and I cannot see him in the short term uh, in Juventus. Uh, as I told you, I could see him more like in a national team job because uh, I can feel that he would really love to be in a World Cup or an European Championship. So, yeah, it's uh, an ambition for him and I could see him there. But he'd miss, he'd miss that day-to-day involvement, mm. which he seems to thrive on, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but at the same time, it could give him like more calmness for for, for him. Um, well, I think that, yeah, it's a, it's a different job and probably he doesn't know even how he's going to manage to it. Yeah. But um, I think that from the day one that Pepe started his career uh, as a manager, he was even more intense than now. Now, now he's a guy that he knows that he probably doesn't have to put a foot on the, on the dressing room, just let the players uh, apart because they are like in a different wall. Mm. Um, and and yeah, he's probably 
if if you ask me like for a for a main difference between the pep of the day one and the pep that there is nowadays i would say that that he took more more distance to the players and i think that going to a, a national teams um it could like sweet on that way that he's evolving well we'll see what happens um paul best of luck with the book thank, uh, thank you very much. much for joining us I mean, it's a, a must for city fans but i think if you're interested in the way uh, pep has done his job at city you'd certainly enjoy it even if you're not a city fan paul Belus and lou martin the book is pep city the making of a super team published by uh, backpage polaris and it is out now uh, with a forward by Noel Gallagher, we should point out. Yeah, yeah. Does he support Man City? Do you know what? I he think, should talk about that. I think he's mentioned it. I think he's mentioned it once or he twice. He should bring that up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Charlie Baker with me this afternoon and indeed uh, tomorrow with uh, Andy off for a couple of days. And we wanted to salute the Barrow 76, the 76 Barrow fans who went all the way to Torquay to watch uh, Charlie's team in action in a game that, because of the weather, could easily have been called off. They could have gone all that way and it wouldn't have been played. Well, it doesn't rain much in the English Riviera, Paul, yeah. as you know. But, um, <laughs> That's it true. It's a microclimate. One, one of the rare days of rain down there. Um, this comes from Carl. Um, he says, years ago in the old Johnston's paint trophy, Notts County played Doncaster away on a Monday night. We took 36 fans, played appallingly, and, and were 2-1 two, two down after five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, with about five minutes left. Oh, yeah. Twelve of us stayed, and we ended up winning 3-2 oh. with two goals in the last minute. Yes. Uh, never go home early from a match since that day, he says. So uh, there we are. And uh, 50 or so Gloucester City fans travelled all the way up to Spennymore in Durham, oh, yeah. uh, only to lose 5-1, have two players sent off, says Simon in oh. Gloucester. This is proper fandom, but, isn't you know, it? You, you take the risk, you know, sometimes it, it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. The longest trip, uh, Paul... Yeah. Someone sent it to me on Facebook. Hang on a minute. Here we go. He's FC Lush Energy of Vladivostok versus FC Zenit St. Petersburg, mm. which would see away fans travel for 4,062 <laughs> miles. That's direct by yeah. air. 
and 8,124 miles return. 127 hours by road, or six days and six hours by train. Really? And I bet they still get, is nil, that nil. all you bring away? Nil, nil. They, prob- <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably yeah, still yeah. sing that. And that could easily be snowed off again yeah, like that. Yeah, you get it? there all yeah. the way. It's off, is it? We've run out of programmes. <laughs> I was one of the Stockport 254 who went to Dover on Saturday via Calais on the oh, Friday. Lovely. Brilliant trip. Calais. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way to go. Brilliant trip and exactly what this level of the game should be about as we're not getting in the Champions League any time, anytime soon up the European hatters. This is the thing, you've got to do it. An away yeah. trip's always good. Do you offer, how, how often do you get to I go away? Not you don't these go days. away with not, the Spurs, Paul? Not these days. I used to back in the day now yeah. and again. I used to go a bit when I was uh, younger, but not as much now. I've been away to Spurs once. Talkie Spurs Talkie in Spurs. the league in the oh, league was that, cup. Was that, that game in the yeah, league yeah. cup. I never forget the Talkie fans saying Talkie United, Talkie United FC. We're by far the greatest team yeah, the world has ever known. Yeah. I thought. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. Well, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. Slavon Bilic has been listening to our old mate Ian Holloway because oh, uh, right, there was a, there was a, a bit of a mad moment in the uh, Albion game the other day when there was a case of mistaken identity and it took the fourth official to come on and point out to the uh, relatively inexperienced ref that he'd got it hopelessly wrong so he could send off uh, the right person as opposed to the wrong one and Slavon Bilic had some sympathy for the ref, the rookie ref. He said, I f- very Ollie like this, he said, I feel sorry for him because he is young and human. Nobody likes to be getting blah, blah, blah from the <laughs> wife when you come home late, <laughs> let alone from 30,000 people. Sounds like Ollie in his pump, uh, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Getting blah, 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 blah from the wife. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and um, can you imagine yourself? Just close your eyes now. Do it for okay. me. Close yeah, your eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm and driving, imagine, but I won't. And imagine yourself, <laughs> imagine yourself behind the wheel of Jerry Francis's trial Stag. Oh, beautiful. Can you, can you have imagine I got, Have I got the old Tennessee top hat? You've, you've got what amounts to a, an extravagant version of Chris Boardman's cycling helmet <laughs> atop your head because you are in Jerry Francis's. Beautiful. It's for sale, is it? It's for sale, yeah. It's eBay, a class, is it? It's a classic car. No, uh, auctioneer historics of Buckinghamshire. A stag, is it? Yeah, it's Triumph a stag. stag. They're expecting 16 to 20. It was very much a footballer's car in the day, the Any, stag, any rust, rust issues, Paul, do you know? Has I it wouldn't been wax oil from Jerry, you? It's a 76 Stag and convertible, uh, or it, it was he's looked after it, Jerry. He's, he's, a, man, he's a man who looks after his cars, yeah, so yeah. I don't know what it is. We'll see if we can get Jerry on, but it goes under the hammer. Triumph on, Stag, is it? Yeah, sounds dear, lovely. Oh, oh for goodness <laughs> sake, it's uh, it's uh, it's a say, so, yeah. So 76 fully loaded, it's all there if you're interested. What, what, so what, what engine is it? Um, what would that be? Would oh, that probably be a, a 2.5 litre injection? So, oh, it could be, so might be one of those fully, ones. Yeah, it's all there, it's got the uh, cigarette light. If you like, if you like sitting at the side of the road, track player. <laughs> If you like sitting on the side of the road on a Sunday afternoon, then do buy that Triumph stag. <laughs> don't, no, don't say that. You want to give, Jerry wants to get top dollar for it. He doesn't want you knocking five grand off the price. And he? as if by magic, look, a man left a giant bag of horse manure in a motor car he sold via Wee by Any Car. Did, <laughs> there we are. did he really? Yeah, another left 10 grand under the driver's seat. There we are. Which one would you rather? Um, Call us now. <laughs> I'd go for, I'll take the money if it's all the same. I've money. had a lovely day, Charlie. I'll take the money. Is this your new quiz show? Or is it on yeah. challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Bag of horse manure or money? It wouldn't last long. In some bits, in some bits of Devon, they, that would, would be a <laughs> tough question. I'll take the manure if it's well, all the roses aren't looking good this summer. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Talking of which, uh, monkeys learn dialects. Do they? Yeah, they're, they're scientists. They've they've uh, been looking into it and they've seen marmosets. How do they know? They can learn dialects. I was thinking down at old Dartmoor Zoo. <laughs> yeah, they can, they've got. That'd be great. Right. Here, I got that PG tips out. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> Here, where's one of them little ponies? <laughs> 
Look at him, he's tiny. But they'd understand all that, the monkeys. The marmosets, they're catching all the old West Country dialect. Yeah. They're getting the lot. They love it. Yeah. Marm- uh, thing is with marmoset, yeah. you either love them or you hate them. <laughs> That's very true. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Well, Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. We end today. We have a studio guest joined us now who's been shortlisted for the Vitality Grassroots Sportswoman of the Year Award. Her name is Carol Bates. Uh, she set up a, uh, a football team for uh, the lost generation of uh, women footballers. So good afternoon, Carol. Good to see you. Good afternoon. afternoon. Lovely to be here. It's something, as a concept you don't really think about, but it's right. For so long, uh, you know, women didn't have the opportunity to play football because that uh, that FA rule that was in place. We know that the game is thriving now, but for women of a certain age, they never really got the opportunity to play that much. Yeah, that, that's very true. I mean, lost generation makes us sound like dinosaurs, but <laughs> <laughs> for the missed generation, we, we, there are plenty of women in the country of my age who never got the chance to play when we were younger. Mm. Uh, so I set up this in 2015 to give older women the opportunity to actually learn to play football. Um, and it's been really successful. It's it started going around the country. There's leagues set up. County FAs are running festivals. Um, we've got Premier League clubs like Arsenal are actually running women's recreational football sessions so older wow. women can get involved. And then you've got non-league clubs like Bromley are doing the same. So, you know, in between, we should be able to get all these clubs running women's recreational football sessions to give yeah. to get older women active because it is really important at our age for women to be active. Crawley Old Girls is, is the team and it's spawned a number of others, including the Canterbury Old Bags, which is a quite <laughs> spectacular name. But when you say recreational football, tell me, well, what do you mean by that? So recreational football really is, is something that you don't actually need to commit to. So it's not like leagues where you're playing competitive games every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run sessions where you can just turn up and play. Um, just for fun, participation, because you do find women of our age, some of them, you know, they're lacking confidence, lacking self-esteem. Mm. Um, they're not confident about going into sport or anything like that because of the way they feel, the way they look. Mm. And basically, it's just um, a non-judgmental environment for women to come in and just have fun playing football. And that's what we see it as. It's it's a fun and enjoyable participation sport. There's a big conversation at the moment going on about mental health and it sounds like it's a great thing for that to get people out of the house, to give someone an appointment of somewhere to be that day to get them to go and play. It doesn't sound like it's... I mean, it sounds like it's, you love playing the game, but it doesn't sound like it's 100% about the football, more about somewhere to be, people to meet, have that, a cup of tea with, have a drink with afterwards. That is... Drink afterwards. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I've seen a few pictures on the website. <laughs> sometimes, drink but maybe sometimes before. Carol. It looks like mainly drinking <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a big part of it as well. I mean, we we sort of offering a safe environment for for women to come into. Yeah. Um, that aren't you know active at the gym or they don't you know they're not judged as being sort of athletic. Um, and then they feel as soon as they come into that environment, then everyone looks after them. Um, and there are so many different women from different walks of life that come in and play football for the first time in their 50s and 60s. And, and you just see the joy on their faces mm. because they're actually able to do it. And when you think about some women, I mean, my coordination skills are absolutely rubbish. I can't dance or Zumba or anything like that. But on a football pitch, I can now play and, you know, it just it just gives you such a good feeling to yeah. be able to do that. What is the age span then, Carol, for people at, at Crawley? Well, we've got sort of mostly over 30s to over 60. 
Um, so we've got one woman, or we've got a few women actually in their 60s. One of them is called The Rock, Pauline. You won't get a ball past her. She's, <laughs> you know, she's only just been playing for a few years. Got and, Southampton on the yeah, line. And she's, well, even she could stop that Southampton attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, they come in and, they, and it builds their confidence. Um, it builds their self-esteem up. Yeah. You know, w- women sort of going through the menopause. Yeah. You need to actually be active. Um, and it's just a great way of doing it. And football is such a powerful sport, um, whether you play it competitively or whether it's just participation. Mm. Do you look at the, the rise in the women's game now and look at it with envy or do you think you're just thrilled that the, the, the women are getting the chance to play now? Well, I think it's fantastic the way, you know, the FA have pushed the Lionesses and the Lionesses mm. have done their thing. Uh, so far, they're inspiring the next generation, but it just makes you think, oh, what we could have done if yeah. we'd have been allowed to do that when we were younger. But um, you've got to look at you know, the lionesses, how they're inspiring the young girls and actually older women like course, us because we've got we've now got women that are coming back into the game mm. who used to play years ago. Mm. So there's sort of a, such a wide variety of abilities that you come in with no experience or you can come back in having played years ago. There's been an old girls' World Cup that you organised as well. Yes, that was a year in the making. That was actually with my friend Joe, who set up the old bags. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's a couple of old bags organising an old girls' world cup. But we we just had um, we found a, a stadium in Soissons in France. Um, we just had twenty odd teams, uh, over two hundred women, come to France Fantastic. for a day for the rest day during the women's world cup because we thought it's another opportunity for women to go and play. Also, while the world cup was on, so. Yes, yeah, so that was fantastic. And so how did you kind of uh, reach out to all these other countries? Did they already have kind of re- recreational women's teams or, or did you did they set them up for the tournament? Well, it's all it's all just growing at the moment. So most of the teams were from England. Mm-hmm. Um, we just took over this French campsite, which is brilliant. We had some people coming over from America um, to watch the, the games at the World Cup and they joined in. And uh, and we just we had a couple of semi-finals, um, England and rest of the world, Wales and USA, um, and unfortunately USA came out winners one nil oh. in the final against England. They are but good. at the end mm. of the day, it, it was a fantastic day. Everyone got to play football, and just the comments and the feedback was just fantastic. So it's just another opportunity for us to to play. Do the girls at uh, uh, Crawley they sort of play subs when they come along? Is that how you fund it? How does it work? Well, it's self-funded. We have um, the Crawley Town Community Foundation run the sessions. Uh, We pay them to do it and we have a coach. Um, And so we have three sessions a week. We have a beginner's session so anybody can come along that's never played football before. Uh, Very welcome. And then we have an intermediate session sort of people like me that have been playing for two or three years mm. or three or four years and then we have an advanced session which is for women that are coming back into the game um, so they can just play recreationally because you know women have a lot of commitments and they can't always commit to playing every weekend yeah. so they just want to play for fun a lot of the time and that is the ethos of it is participation fun and enjoyment so that the women carry on playing I'm sure there'll be people listening now uh, thinking I'd, I'd like the sound of this but there may be not be one in my area I mean how easy is it this is, is it the set-up? I mean, is there any way of kind of giving a bit of a blueprint for doing it? Well, I think really we've got to get in touch with these professional football clubs to make sure their community foundations are actually running sessions. Um, but we do, on our website, we do have a list of uh, teams that are actually set up at the moment. But, you know, there, are, there aren't there are too many. No. There are, you know, they are a lot growing in the southeast, And we've in Cheshire as well, they run an Inspire League now, which they call it, um, which is just recreational football, older women playing. Um, so have a look at our website and see just get in contact and we'll see if we can find somebody 
near nearby. What's the website address then, Carol? Um, so it's crawley-cogs.co.uk. Okay, and people can find out all the information there. Big cup tie this week, Carol, for Crawley Town. Oh, it's it's going to be absolutely mad tomorrow evening. We've had yeah. two Tuesday nights. We've knocked out Norwich. We've knocked out Stoke. We've got the fourth round tomorrow against Colchester. It's going to be a fantastic evening. Yeah. Uh, Don't say Colchester to Paul again. He gets upset. They had a pretty decent scalp of their own. Yeah, looking they, back yeah, on it, not did. particularly no, no, no. Like a run-of-the-mill victory <laughs> in like the last few weeks. Yeah, we don't want to rub that in too yeah. far, but we did beat them a few weeks ago as well. But uh, saying that, we did get a 4-0 drubbing on Saturday. So yeah. we're, we're going to turn up tomorrow and hopefully our... Uh, our forty-year-old midfielder Danny Bournemouth will be back in the, back in the midfield. Brilliant! Oh, yeah, well, it's yeah. a brilliant thing, and uh, let's hope there's more uh, teams set up uh, across the country. It'd be fantastic. It sounds like an excellent idea. Uh, the Sportswoman of the Year. That's Sportswoman of the Year. If you want to vote, vote Carol, Carol Bates. Yeah. Vote Carol <laughs> Bates. Carol Bates for the 2019. I'd just like to say quickly that. that to be nominated was one thing, but to be put as one of the four finalists was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, so yeah. thanks to Lewis Ladies Vets. Uh, wow. They're one of the teams that have set up. They nominated me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's oh, yeah. show. We'll be back tomorrow. See you from, tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, we got, I'm looking at the producer. Who else is coming Same in time tomorrow? as always tomorrow, is it? Yeah, or? one o'clock. If you can make it one for one. Don't want to go a bit more freestyle with the time? or One for can one you do 30, that? have a glass of champagne. <laughs> one thirty, we'll serve <laughs> yeah. lunch. Yeah, a few nibbles yeah. between one That's how Alan does breakfast. So maybe we should do our show like that as well. Six for 6.30. Get in when you can, Al. Not a problem. We'll have an Aperol spritz at one. we will. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, Okay, we'll see you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 